keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs. These are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm Creeping It Real. And we've got a super awesome guest for I'm, episode I'm, 38. I'm pumped. I'm and, like beyond pumped for this episode. All right, so who do we have, Rob? We've got a very special guest, a guy I've known for quite a long time. It is Joe Kenny from Joe's Crazy Critters. How are you doing tonight, man? What's up? I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm can't super complain, excited. Man. I'm, I'm glad that we could have you on um, because it's not often that, you know, podcasts are able to have like kind of local people and um, people who might, a lot of other people might not know on. So I'm super pumped to have you on tonight, man. I'm super happy to be on. I love it. Love you guys. So hell yeah. Oh, I appreciate so it, for man. the people who might not know you, uh, what kind of got you in your start with reptiles and what kind of brought you up to where you're at right now? Cause you do like educational programs, uh, you do animal control and all sorts of stuff. So what kind of like started out all that love of animals for you? So honestly, it, started when I was pretty young like I know a lot of people have listened to like your podcast before Rob and like a lot of people like oh it's dinosaurs and stuff like that um honestly I was never really a fan of dinosaurs Jurassic Park was cool but it wasn't my thing yeah um but when I was a young kid I had diabetes so my mom in order to like get me to eat and not run around like a crazy kid and (laughs) try to avoid shots yeah um she'd actually take me outside and like catch bugs and catch frogs and it kept me quiet, so we'd, like, build my sandboxes. Like, I had turtle sandboxes all over my yard as a kid. Oh, man. <laughs> they had, like, sand, some of them. Some of them had water. I had turtles. I had frogs. I had everything in there, and that was, like, what kept me entertained. Mm-hmm. So building from that, it kind of, like, eventually got to the point where I was, like, at the pet shop, and I was, like, oh, this is a different frog, or this is a different and eventually she was like, oh, well, we can try to set something up for that. And that's kind of how it started. It's all downhill from there once you... Once yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely went downhill from there. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, the educational part, though, kind of started because I had a lot of weird animals. So at, at that point, I think it was in like, it sounds like a while, but it was I was only in like seventh grade mm-hmm. when I started doing educational programs like anyone i liked the animals and i like telling people about them yeah so i ended up also doing a lot with fish tanks oddly enough hmm. mm. um, so i had like corals and red coral that's awesome did coral fragging that's so, pretty sweet that is sweet like people don't yeah. understand how like important that is too because as a lot of the coral populations are declining in the wild they're relying on people propagating coral in captive settings uh to be able to repopulate some of those reefs yeah, so I used to, I loved doing that. I thought it was, like, a really fun thing to do, and I liked, like, the water testing and all that as a kid. So I um, actually sold the coral frags to local pet shops, um, and then eventually one of them asked me about the reptiles because he came over, and I had, like, a lot of tortoises and tegus and uromaths <laughs> and all kinds of weird things at the house. And his wife was a teacher, and she actually asked if I could do a program for her class and i was like sure and it just kind of snowballed from there 
Yeah, yeah. For me, like, since I always had the weird animals, when and I would not shut up about them at school. So, like, they would, <laughs> my teachers would be like, why don't you, like, bring one in for show and tell and, like, teach the class about them? And I would just do that at every level grade from, like, first grade up. Even, I actually, I did it in kindergarten, too, because I had tarantulas. So, like, my tarantulas came and stayed at school for a month, and, like, the kids That's got cool. to see them and stuff. But, like, once I got up to fifth and sixth grade and I had, like, a bunch of different things, my teachers were like, why don't you just, like, do educational programs and, like, teach the whole school, not just your classroom? Because other classes would get jealous. Like, they would hear that a snake or, you know, a, a lizard came yeah. to the classroom. And <laughs> like, what? Yeah, why? Well, how Yeah. And so it, it just, like, <laughs> happened by accident that they were like, well, you're good at teaching people about these, so why don't you just do that? Like, make a little business out of it. And uh, my mom was like, oh, something to make a little bit of money because Robert's spending it all on all the animals. <laughs> Maybe we can do that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it's, it's funny you say that. So like I used to do the same thing. I mean, it, it like, and I, I laugh because I think I've seen you post it before. It's maybe like a senior picture with like your uh, ball python around your neck. Yep. <laughs> and I, ha- I have to laugh because like when I was in preschool, like I, even at that age, I loved the animals and I had like this really, hideous looking like orange and purple snake thing that i just loved it's like one of those plastic snakes yeah and um i somehow convinced the like preschool photographer that my mom wanted me to have the snake around my neck in the picture <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. that so, would never fly today they'd just be like sorry kid no not happening yeah. oh oh they, yeah they ended up actually taking the picture and then they took like a regular picture and sent it both to my mom yeah and um so as like a joke, we did like my senior picture and we sent that in as like my little kid picture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> picture was one of my boas that I was like breeding at the time. So it was really kind of funny. And I actually do programs for that preschool now. That's and they, awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Funny. I remember but, my, my high school senior photos, I brought like an eight foot coastal carpet python to be yeah. in the photos. And uh, yeah. uh, it was it was pretty freaking. I still I'll have to see if I can find them because I have them somewhere. But uh, the best part of it was nobody knew it was happening. Oh, oh, nobody. Oh. It was because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, it was like the night before or whatever. And I, I was like, OK, I'm going to do some stuff with my trumpet because I'm going off to college for music, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it would be really badass if I shoved a snake somewhere in there, too. <laughs> so I brought this big eight foot coastal carpet that I had. And we actually got like, for me, it was the perfect photo where I, I am like play, you know, faking playing the horn and the snake actually comes up and over awesome. the bell and just stretches straight out towards yes. the camera. It was a great photo. Oh, that's but, awesome. But the best part was my buddy Dennis came in probably like 20 minutes, like in the middle of my shoot. Oh no. <laughs> and his mom is very terrified oh. of everything reptile related so they she got to a point where she could see me and the snake and all you hear in the library of the high school is dennis what is what you should have told me your friend was bringing that thing why you let me in here (laughs) jeremy I, i have to say so when i was in high school there was actually a day i was supposed to be doing something and we could like at the time you had like people had cars and stuff so you could kind of like leave if you had a study so i was like oh yeah i was actually supposed to be meeting somebody to like 
afraid snakes. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, and I was going to meet them like during my study time. Oh, perfect. Right. So I brought my snakes to school, mm-hmm. and I brought like, and I, I was young. I mean, it was I would think I was like a junior in high school, mm-hmm. and um, I brought my snakes to school, and I had like two boas, and like I think at the time it was a emerald tree boa. Mm. And they were in my locker. Oh, no. And we got the announcement that they were doing locker searches. Oh, shit, no. So I was, like, grabbing my pants. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, they're going to find my snake. So I got somehow was able to be like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I called my mother. And I told her, I was like, mom, I'm going to get in huge trouble having my snakes at school. And she's like, what? You brought snakes so, to school. <laughs> like what? So I'm like, I'm gonna drop them out of the fifth window. What? In the corner of the school. <laughs> so oh my god. I ended up putting them like my school had like very low windows. Yeah. So I ended up bringing them into my study, which was like a really quiet area, anyways. Yeah. And I like put them out the window, and I like waited until my mom got there, and then I got in trouble anyways because I didn't come back from like. My bathroom hall pass. Uh, but I did but not probably trouble less trouble snakes. than if they found the snakes in the locker. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that probably would have been a first for them. They're like, marijuana, oh. marijuana, lighters, paraphernalia, snakes, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Dude, it was, it that's was pretty, pretty That's pretty different. epic. I, I remember scaring the shit out of my band director with a shed from a boa constrictor oh. one day. We I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> But uh, I just I had this boa shed and I like put it on his shoulder, mm-hmm. but it was just enough where you could just see the first part of the snake's <laughs> head of the shed, right, like right in peripherals. Yeah. And you saw it. I've never seen that man move so fast in my life. Bruh. It was like the fast twitch and fling it off the shoulder, and then he like darted down the street. Was like, you can't do that ever again. And I was like. Oh, I'm gonna now because oh. this is the reaction I wanted. Oh, <laughs> exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like uh, I'm all for teaching people, but sometimes you get a good yeah. scare in there, and <laughs> it's get great. A good scare in every once in a while. <laughs> oh my lanta. So uh, I've good. done that now. I fast forward and i'm doing like programs and everything i'm a little bit more serious with that but um yeah <laughs> i do still have to have some fun so oh yeah for a while i was doing a program a christmas program like fundraiser with a lot of the um patriots players and it was in gillette stadium oh that's awesome so that was really cool like i got to bring in like all the reptiles into gillette stadium hell yeah so that's badass right um and one of the linemen, we won't say who it was, but he was horrified of snakes. Like, oh, what? Death, <laughs> deathly afraid of snakes. So uh. finally, like the team, one of the team coaches, it was like a, it was like a conditioning coach or something, mm-hmm. called me up and was like, "All right, we're gonna do like, as like kind of like a photo kind of funny thing. We want to do get him to hold the snake." Uh. All right. So they asked me to bring in. The smallest snake I had. Oh, That's yes. what they wanted to hold. So at the time, I had actually recently gone to like a local show. Yeah. And they had, and, and I want to say, I can't even remember. It was, it's going on like probably close to 10 years ago now. But it was um a really tiny like 
uh, like a worm snake from like Florida, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like a little tiny like a thread thing. snake or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, this thing was like tiny. And I was like afraid that I was going to like break it break and I it. picked it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was like delicately moving through stuff. But that's what we took and we put in his hands. And we have a picture of him holding that tiny little snake in his hand crying. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, he wouldn't know the difference between that and an earthworm, and he's crying um, over it. Oh, my yeah. God. Man. Oh, it's the funniest thing. And, and, like, the thing is, he afterwards, we did get him to actually hold um, a Burmese python. It wasn't, like, a huge, like, eight feet. Yeah. But we got him to hold it, and uh, he did take a picture with it, which was really cool. <laughs> he's like, you got to delete that thread snake picture. That didn't happen. Yeah, that, that was one not... didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was, it was, it was, like, crazy. And it just happened to be that I, like, picked it up at, like, a low... It was actually, um... I think it was actually the Massachusetts show, yeah. like way back in the day when they used to do it, like down in the bottom of um, the wildlife center. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh my like, god, yeah. that's Dude, hilarious. I, I remember doing uh, doing an educational. This was I don't I don't remember how how long ago it was, but um, <clears throat> long enough to have me not remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought some snakes to uh, the the youth group at my church because mm-hmm. they wanted me to do a, a thing. And the youth pastor was horrified, like absolutely horrified. And um, a couple of the uh, the older youth Mm -hmm. who were also fairly well built uh, were like, "Okay, we need to put a snake." His name, the youth pastor, name was Joel. Yeah, he's like, "We need to put a snake on Joel." Oh no! And I was like, "I'm game. Let's go." (laughs) So they basically like held him no like put like an eight foot boa around his shoulders and i have a photo it's buried somewhere in my facebook where he's like cowering oh no he's like compressing himself to be as tiny as possible his face is like smushed in it's oh it's it's the greatest (laughs) image ever because people are like is he like is he having a stroke or something? Like, what's going on? I was like, no, he was just really scared, and they did him kind of dirty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I understand that. It's like, but it is one of my favorite things, like that story, like with with getting that guy to actually hold the snake at the end. Like, it's kind of like a fun thing, because sometimes, like, you scare people, but they get, like, enough of it as almost like a joke that it it gets them over that. Immersion therapy. Yeah, 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 exactly. To me, that was, like, the biggest thing was to get, like, that I love that part of like the education is getting people to like not so much be afraid of them. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that was the the coolest part about the the thing that I'd done at the, the church too, because I think like a week or two later the youth pastor actually came over mm-hmm. to my place to like check everything out, and he was still That's pretty awesome. to still pretty frightened by stuff, but he it, it really he was like okay I want to learn a little bit so yeah. I'm not quite as yeah. scared, and I was like yes okay great that's perfect. Yeah, it's, like, such a fun feeling when you get that. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, and I have to admit, like, for me, like, Rob, actually, probably when I met you, like, way back in the day, like, I didn't like snakes. Yeah. Like, snakes and spiders were, like, not my thing. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, you, you and were, then you became friends with animals. Rob Christian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was, like, I was, like, cool, yeah, and Dominic Henson, right? Yep. Uh, so I was really cool with, like, reptiles in general. I loved, like, my turtles and my, like, lizards and yeah, anything that wasn't a snake or a spider. <laughs> so, anything that wasn't that. And, and I did not like them. I, like, like loved, like, all animals. But, like, 
I would prefer to see them in a cage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so my very first snake actually came to me from, like, I got home from, we would have gone out, like, I was on a weekend, it was like a Saturday, and I came home, and I tell kids this too, and, like, it was a ball python. Mm-hmm. It was in a taped-up shoebox and left on my front step. Ah, because oh, people geez. knew that you were, like, the animal yeah, kid? Yeah, they yep. knew I was the animal thing. So, like, this has happened several times. I actually came home <laughs> one day, and there was a tote with, like, 42 red-eared sliders in it. What? So, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and I, like, no. came home to this. So I'm, like, sitting there. I'm, like, what am I going to do with all of these? Like, oh, Return my. to sender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, oh, my. And the, I, I'm assuming it was probably, like, a food mart kind of purchase. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. All, like, in really rough shape. And they came in. That's, like, what it was. I'm assuming that's what it was. Yeah. That was a process. But um, I came home to the, the package on there. And there was actually a second package, and that was like a small folded up box. And I think it was actually, I think it was like a Petco or PetSmart kind of like folded in tiny mm-hmm. box, put a mouse in. And so I'm like, great. So I opened up the shoe box, and there's a snake in there. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I closed the shoe box, and I actually, at the time, I was like, I was relatively young. I was probably only about 12. My mm-hmm. Parents both were not snake fans. Mm-hmm. So I ended up taking a broomstick and like scooping the snake up on the end of the broomstick <laughs> and putting it into another cage. Yeah. Like, and then that cage went in another cage, and then I had to like figure out how to take care of these things. So oh my and God. then, so I got that into a cage, and then I opened up the second cage, and I nearly had a heart attack when I saw a tarantula in there. Like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> Didn't even know what to do. Oh, and my God. That was actually a little rose-haired tarantula. Um, actually, it ended up becoming, like, my favorite. But she actually passed away, like, two weeks ago, which oh. killed me. Oh, man. Like, for a spi- like, I've had it for, like, forever now. Yeah. Um, going on, like, 18 years or something. Yep. Wow, so, yeah. Like, super old for, for me for a spider. I don't know what. Rob, maybe you keep spiders longer than that, but it was 18 years, pretty yeah, long for that's, a That's a pretty good lifespan for a rose. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she was, like, slowly withering away, and it was, like, it, I, was, like hurt, I was, like, hurt when I was, like, losing the spider. I was, like, no. Yeah, but, not you. Yeah. Yeah, not you. Like, she, did, she did, like, literally, when I say, like, well, probably well over a thousand programs with me. Like, yeah. Damn, yeah. A lot of programs, and, like, so it became, like, a favorite pet. Like, yep. Yeah, and people but, when they when they see you do programs like that, if they ever like, I don't know about you, but like we have programs that we do every year. So we'll see kids, you know, every year, and we have some yeah. staple animals that are like, "Did you bring marshmallow?" The blue-eyed leucistic ball python. It's like, yes, I brought marshmallow. Don't worry, I <laughs> I, I make sure that the yep. favorites come. And that's like one of those things, like the rosehair tarantula. That can be one that a lot of people fall in love with. Um, because right. it can kind of get them over that fear of spiders because they are basically just like a pet rock. They don't move around a whole lot. They don't move around. They're slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great, great spider for that. And, like, it got me over the fear. Now I have, like, too many spiders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it got me over that fear, and it, it became, like, something I was more interested in. I thought they were really cool. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it was, like, a really cool spider for that aspect and like the story of it and everything yeah but yeah. i lost it you know what i mean yeah and it's funny how like something that i was like so afraid of like 
having to teach people about it kind of taught me to get over that fear, yeah. if that made sense. Yeah, yeah um, for, for sure. So yeah, some, sometimes you you have those those greatest aha moments when you're in the midst of teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Know, when you're just like, oh, oh yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. Because you, your brain starts going, and especially when you're trying to reach that person that, that might be a little afraid, and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I explain this to you so that you're not afraid? You know, right. and then you say something, and you're like, "Huh? Yeah, you know what? You're <laughs> like, pretty freaking smart." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's clicking in my head too. Like, yeah, <laughs> but um, no, it, it's it's been a fun fun trip with that stuff. I uh, now I I do like programs all the time. COVID's kind of put a damper on things, but yeah, it's yeah, still going. Sure. Big time, yeah. But now we do like. Have you done a lot of the Zoom program? Uh, yeah, programs. Which, Those are really fun. Which is fun. Yeah, I was doing a lot of. Um, I was doing like kind of trying to do like just to keep my um like people involved during like the complete shutdown yeah, yeah. so i was doing like um like kind of like weekly videos like just video things just yeah. to talk to people um but now i've been pretty busy with doing like like the virtual shows um which has become super popular yeah um, dude and i nice. was not expecting so. those to be really popular because i was like oh kids can just go on youtube and like watch yeah. a video of someone doing something but literally i did a program for a library like maybe um, two months ago and yeah. those kids were amped out of their they were so excited it was like <laughs> i was in the room with them because like every animal that i took out they were like oh my god this is the best thing ever and they're just like super pumped and i was like i you know one of the main things i like to do in like in-person programs is let the kids touch things so they get a feel for what it's actually like up close yeah um, that's huge with me too like, yeah and the zoom programs i was like oh man the kids can't touch it so it's not going to be as cool but just them seeing me handle it and touch it and all that sort of stuff is yeah. still enough to get kids excited so like that oh that, it's super fun one of the other things i found with like the um doing the virtual shows that the kids really really enjoy and I think it's a kind of neat thing. Is like I get a lot of the animals to eat for them. Yes. So mm. like, I use um, a big rhinoceros iguana, and he'll eat like bananas, or he'll eat grapes, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. the kids love seeing that. Um, and chameleons that'll eat like like a doobie or roach or something like that, and yep. like they get to see the tongue come out. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun. I actually I'll take like a lobster roach and put it on like a piece of glass, and you see the tongue like stick to the glass. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a fun really thing for good them. Idea. Yeah, um, it's just it's like just a square plexiglass, and you just hold it right in front of the camera lens, and you put the bug on it, and yep. you can see like the coming out towards them. They have, think that's like a blast. That's um, that's actually really cool. Yeah, which is really a great fun. Idea. Uh, it didn't like even my tortoises are like they love watching tortoises eat, which is. To me, it's slow, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I put food the in the tortoises. I'm like, wow, this is like watching paint dry. And the kids are like, this is the best thing ever. Look at his head. Yeah, they love it. It's just really funny. We actually do. Um, speaking of, like you were talking about the animals becoming like celebrity things, so I have like a tortoise that's um, become kind of like that. It's like one of my sulcatas, but it goes to like do like a road race thing every year, and they always print it out like a number. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And um, so, and, and we, I mean, not that I like encourage people to like do stuff like that, but it makes like a fun picture, and it always ends up in like their news article. That's with um, cool. the, the tortoise on there, like, um, and then we just tape it on with like some scotch tape, and it sticks there. She doesn't care. Yeah. But um, <laughs> she's been doing it. She was actually probably not the best beginner reptile, but I actually got that tortoise 
I think that was like my third reptile I ever owned. Wow. Oh, man. I got it when I was like nine, I think. Wow. Dang. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, Rob, I think you talked about it before in one of these spots. It was like a little reptile shop in Randolph. Yeah, Tropical now, Treasures. Uh, Tropical Treasures. Yep. And so I went in there, and they had the two little focadas, and they were in like a little five-gallon tank yep. on, on like his register. Yep. Um, and, <laughs> that sounds like so, Stu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I ended up buying one of them. I was like super excited and brought it home. And like, like any kid, I didn't really, obviously didn't know at nine years old what a sulcata entailed. <laughs> uh, 120 some odd pounds and Beefy. literally digs holes that I have to fill in with an excavator at the end of the season. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. <laughs> Is that the one that exactly. dug out of your yard? Oh, it, so, yeah, so, Rob, you remember. I do. So, actually, it didn't quite dig out of my yard. I actually had, so, I have, like, a lot of, like, reptiles, like, in the summer, I love that they can get, get outside, get air, what, like. Natural UVB and all that stuff, UVB. yeah. So, like, in the summer, like, my yard looks like a zoo. Um, <laughs> I have, like, blue tongue skink pens. I have tegu pens. Like, my monitors are outside. My... All my turtles are outside. Like, um, That's awesome. my rhinoceros iguanas out there, my green iguana, all the anything that can go outside is outside. My chameleons even go outside. That's um, sweet, yeah. Which is super cool, and they've all done really, really well out there. And so that was actually, I think, like the second year I put everything out. Yep. And at the time, I didn't realize it, but they had had like a lot of like in the neighborhood people coming around like vandalizing stuff oh wow so somebody actually cut my fencing oh uh. so they peeled like like literally cut back it was i mean it was granted i was young and i wasn't really thinking it was like the first animals i put outside yeah um so i had like chain link like and i had like a, a panel that went around the bottom so they didn't see through it yep. but um somebody ended up cutting open the pen and they actually released five four at the time i had five sulcatas oh no and, so two of them were like the police ended up calling me. They knew who they like, like they know me. So yeah. like that's the guy with the crazy reptiles. So <laughs> they called me. They were like, we found this giant turtle walking around. Wouldn't and happen to like, be well, yours, well, would it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wouldn't happen to be yours. I was like, well, actually, maybe. Like, <laughs> so, like are you going to find me? <laughs> I, was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, maybe I'm not home. <laughs> but I'm assuming check my yard. Like, yeah. And so they actually, there's two of them still in the pen, and then three were missing. So we found two of them. Like, I got home as soon as I could. And me and the animal control guy at the time, who was actually a pretty good friend of mine, ended up finding one. Like, somebody got called it in. But we found him, like, right in my neighborhood. We couldn't find one of them for, the, like, the life of me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was going crazy looking for it. Um, and then... I think it was like a friend of yours or something ended up at picked it up on the road somewhere. Yep. <laughs> like, my, like over a mile from my house. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> and then they sent me a text. They're like, do you know anyone who's missing a sulcata tortoise? And I was yeah. like, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I only tell the guys. Yeah. <laughs> now, now my tortoise pens are much more secure. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I ended up, after that, I uh, ended up going and getting, like, an excavator. We dug down, put all the chain link on the bottom. 
yep. and then uh, filled it all back in. And they have uh, uh, cinder blocks that go down about two feet down, like straight down. And then they have a fencing on t- like the panels on top of that to keep them in. So That's a, a little bit, a little bit more secure. <laughs> yeah. I also have some fancier torches. Like I got like all dabbers and stuff out there, so I really uh, don't want them disappearing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Aldabras yeah. are awesome, yeah. They are really cool. Um, How do you like the personality on them? They, To be honest, they're pretty shy when they're young. Yeah. Um, which is what I found that they were like, I was like, I got my first one, I was like, oh, like, it's really, really shy. And I was like, I was hoping this was going to be like my gentle giant. But yeah. now, it's like, um, the bigger one's probably 70 pounds. Oh, my God. Um, and That's he, a large tortoise. Yeah, it, it's like super friendly. Like it comes out. Um, it goes to a lot of my programs now. Yeah. Especially programs where I'm like set up that I can like kind of hang out and like people can in come one in. One area. And, yeah. Yeah. So I do a lot of programs that like I'll set up at an event and people can come up and kind of see the animals at the table. They can hold them. They can touch them. They can look, like talk about them. And um, he's really good. Like, a lot of times, like if I'm out in the field, I'll literally just stick him out in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> and, like literally just stick him there, and he'll like sit there, put his head up. The kid, like kids will scratch his neck and That's rub awesome. him. He absolutely loves it. Um, so they, I think it takes a little while for their personalities to come around. Yeah. But once it's there, it's awesome. That's, That's um, great. Yeah, they gotta like my, grow into their confidence, but then it's like, yeah, yeah, damn. exactly. They're um, they're definitely my favorite turtle tortoise now um hell yeah not everyone gets a chance to interact with them and it's like you know i'm always curious when there's species like that that i don't really know a lot of people who work with them i'm like what do you what do you think about them what let me let me pick your brain about them because like you know like we had savvy on and she gets to hang out with some of the big uh sulcatas uh, it's not sulcatas aldabras and galapagos and stuff and she's like they have so much personality it's just like they're so yeah that's the thing, like I said, like they, they definitely like as he's coming to like a little bit older, the personalities develop a yeah. lot. Like, um, like if I go out there now and I have like a bucket, it's like he'll literally come running, to me. <laughs> like running to me. Um, uh, or he'll see like like my um, my hose has like a a yellow handle on it, and as soon as he sees that yellow handle, he's like. Even like sometimes I like hang it on like the hanger, yeah. and you see him just sitting there like looking at it, like just waiting to get sprayed <laughs> with the hose. He's like banana. <laughs> yeah, he's like ah, and he just likes being sprayed with. It. He loves like sitting in the like. I'll end up in the summer like real hot days. Like, um, no, probably ruining the yard, but I just like <laughs> just flood the like whole like paddock for them. Yeah. <laughs> like a swamp of mud and they absolutely love it that's, so that's cool. awesome <laughs> swallowing in it like <laughs> <laughs> so they, they really do like that even the sulcatas i find really love like when it's hot out they like that muddy kind of like yeah so so i do that with them too that's but cool. um i also did this year I, I saw it on like i think it's on like instagram or something somebody had made like one of those like u-shaped like scratching posts oh, with different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right. So I actually did that, um, and he loves it. Really? Like, That's so cool. I kid you not, it's almost like a daily thing that I'd see him. Like, like usually he's not actively doing much. They sleep a lot, but um, yeah. he's usually like 
sitting. It's like in the open, so it's not like someone who's new usually find him sleeping. But he'll like sleep under it, then he'll like wake up and he'll like just scratch a little bit and just go back to sleep. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, which is it's cool to me. It makes me like a lot of times doing programs. Kids always ask me like, "Oh, with their show, like, can they feel it?" And I'm like, "They can now definitely say yes. They oh, yeah. feel it yeah, because sure. it's like." I try to explain that to a kid. I'm like, no, like they, they feel it. Like it's hard, but they feel. And, um, it's kind of a fun way to kind of explain. I'm like, yeah, he likes to have like scratches back on things. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, I usually try and tell people it's kind of like, uh, the top of your skull where it's like, it's hard, but you can still feel it. Like when people, someone scratches yeah. on the top of your head, it still feels good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I, um, talking about that. I take in a lot of like rescue animals. Yeah. A lot of animals that people, can't necessarily either can't keep or that like do like hoarding situations and that kind of stuff too yeah but um one of them was actually a tortoise that came from randolph and it was a sulcata it was pretty good size and it was like 30 years old when i got it wow Uh, but it grew up in randolph and the guy had actually won it at like one of the fairs oh my god as like as like a gift, like you know, he won the top prize and got a turtle. Like, oh my god, what's the giving yeah. away sulcatas? These tortoises, yeah, giant. Yeah. Oh, Atlanta, oh, crazy. But he got it. Um, he's now ninety-one, but he had to move into like a retirement home. Yeah, and he actually had asked, like he came to me and asked, like a couple years, like a year before he had to move into a home if I could take it because it was just too much. He couldn't lift it up, couldn't move it. And I was completely okay with that. He asked if, like, the one thing he could come over and see it and that I scratched the tortoise's shell every once in a while. And <laughs> I was like, what? It. Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, if you think about it, it's the only animal that can't scratch itself. And yep. I was like, you know, I, I guess you're right. You got like, a point. <laughs> so, but he still comes over and sees it. He ended up actually moving to Abington, which is where I'm from, yeah, uh, into a like a retirement community thing, um, just so he could come over and see the tortoise more. That's so, awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So he comes over like uh, with the COVID, he hasn't been over much, but he yeah. usually would come over like at least once every other week and just bring over like lettuce and fruits and stuff and feed them. But that's awesome. um, that's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of a neat thing. So, how what got you started with um, doing, like, the rescues and, like, uh, animal control and that sort of stuff? So, the animal control and rescue stuff, it, it kind of came with the education, I think. Yeah. Um, so, I was doing the educational program, so I was pretty well known in the area for being, like, the animal guy. And it's not just reptiles I keep. I keep literally a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, so, there's not, like, much I don't keep. So, Birds, the town fish. actually. Yeah, yeah, I even have fish, like, so, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, so the town ended up coming to me and asking, they're like, hey, we don't have one, we call you sometimes anyways, would you want to do it for us? I was like, um, well, what's involved in it? Yeah. So, kind of mm-hmm. came from that, and then I had two of the other local towns ask me about doing it too, so I now do it for, like, three towns locally here, um, which is fun. I've got a lot of like neat things and it's got me to work with like animal rescue league and, um, places like that. Pretty and MSPCA. I've worked with them frequently now. And it's been like a, it, it changes a little bit of like how you see things Yeah. because in 
for me, I, I am I'm obviously an animal person. Like, and you hear a lot of people say like, oh, I'd rather deal with animals than people. And like, and a lot of times I'm like, yes, because animals are way easier to deal with. Yeah. But yeah. it's isn't now like. I see both sides. Like, I, I see, like, you see on the news, you see, like, oh, like, there's a cruelty case. And what you don't see is, like, the person that had those animals might mentally not be there. Yeah. So there's a lot of that that I, I see now. And um, so I've learned to work more, like, with the people to get them to, like, be okay signing something over, like, for the better of the animal. And a lot of times people really aren't there to like be bad to the animal and in a lot of cases like they just they're not even caring for themselves yeah so right. i've had a lot of animals that are like signed over that are in rough shape but the people are in equally bad shape mm-hmm. if that makes sense so i've gotten a lot of like a big one is birds you get a lot of birds that way yeah for, for whatever reason um they're a lot of work so they're a lot of work and they're a lot of work man <laughs> I think yeah, people so underestimate I it. I feel like birds and, and turtles are one of those things where people are like, I want to get a bird. I want to yeah. get a turtle. Uh, but they don't realize the amount of work and care and attention that those animals really need for them to do well yeah. in a captive setting. It, it, it's a lot. Um, yeah. And, like, so I have a good amount of birds, more than most people would probably want. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have probably I have four paws. Oh my god! Five cockatoos. Um, I can oh, hear your house from Amazon. Here. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can. In, in the summer, those go outside too. So my neighbors don't like me. Oh. <laughs> like seven o'clock at my house in the summer is like the Amazon combined with Africa and Australia all at the same time. Oh, oh my man. god! Hey, when the neighbors complain, just be like, hey, so. at least it's just the summer. I could have chickens, and this could be a year-round thing. Yeah. Could be year-round. <laughs> I got those too, but uh, <laughs> and they're lucky if my pig doesn't get loose and go for a stroll around the neighborhood. Oh yeah, uh, wait, hold on. What's your pig's name? Um, his, her name's Rosie. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. awesome. Her name's Rose. Actually, I do a lot with like Renadacus. So I do like the lychees and chihuahuas mm. and all that stuff now, just because it's like one of the species I like to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as a kid, when I, when I first got the pig, like, and I don't know where my reasoning came in with this, but I was like, oh, like, do I want to get, like, a couple of breeding crusty geckos or a pot belly pig? And, yeah, random. But, the uh, pig wins out. <laughs> I, I decided to get the pig. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, now I think I have, like, over 100 crusty geckos. So, um, <laughs> should have just stuck with that. But, um. Yeah, no, she's great. She's like twelve years old now. That's um, awesome. But she's really good. She's a like it's like a dog, but it lives outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, you yeah. bring, do you bring her to programs? Um, I usually don't know, just because. In to me, like a big thing with the programs, like you said, Rob, is getting people to touch things and be like really comfortable with them. Yeah. So, to me, like she's big. So some kids get like. Even though she's a popular pig, she still weighs like probably two hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, it's like it's like a well, mini pigs don't really exist. Yeah, um, <laughs> they don't. But she, uh, like, if they grunt or they like squeal, if they like if they do something that like, you don't like, yeah. it's 
scares kids. Yeah. So um, I typically, I think there's like one event like I do for the town where they do like, it's like a, a farm day for the town. Yeah. So um, like we don't, they don't pet them or anything, but we set them up in like a pen so they can like see farm animals at like their harvest fest. Cool. Um, right, right. It's the only thing she ever comes out for, um, but that's about it. She's so what would just you say the um, the wildest thing or the, like most unusual thing that you found in your like animal control kind of rescues uh, travels? So the craziest thing I think I have ever got like through animal control was I got like a loose savanna monitor, which oh, wow. is kind of unique um, around here. Yeah. But I've had some other things like I had somebody call me up to see if I could take a snapping turtle that they like couldn't keep anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's not a problem. Like, cause they got word that I did that and they called me up and it was, um, actually an albino snapping turtle. Wow. That's crazy. So it was like their nephews or something. And the nephew had like left everything and moved across country. And he was like, Oh, well just see if you can find homes for the stuff. And, so, like, that was kind of cool. Like, I was psyched to get that. Um, <laughs> so, I have that. That was great. Um, <laughs> loving it. But I had that. I found uh, a carpet python, actually, that was, like, loose, which was different. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Yeah, that was, like, it was in, like, an apartment complex. And it oh. was actually, like, tucked up. And they had, like, a little rock wall. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was, like, they, which I was actually kind of impressed. I mean, they didn't call it a garter snake or a rattlesnake. <laughs> or a 20-foot monster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, like, there's, like, a snake. It's, like, three feet long, and it's, like, doesn't look like it lives here. And I was like, oh. They were like, <laughs> Maybe it's, like, a rat snake or something. And yeah. I was like, well, let me go check it out. And um, But it was a little, a little carpet python, so that was kind of cool. Not things you'd expect yeah. to see in Massachusetts. Yeah. No, not, not something you expect to see in an apartment complex yard, like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of cool. I've had um, <laughs> but nothing else too crazy. I've had some like weird calls where I've had like like wild animal kind of calls. I had um, which to me I love doing that stuff. Like anything that's kind of like different and exciting is fun for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a coyote that actually got into someone someone is like um made beef jerky and so they it was an older guy and he left his storm door open going into the cellar where he made the beef jerky yeah like a a dehydrating room yeah coyote actually went down into his cellar so he called me up and he was like oh he's like I think there's a fox or coyote in my basement. And I was like, what? What? Sure it's not just your dog, dude? Like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait. I'm like thinking the guy seemed very elderly. I was like, maybe he's delusional. I don't know. Yeah. So I'll go check it out. And um, so I got there, and he like told me. He was like, yeah, it's been down there. I closed the door, and I locked it. It's been down there for three days. Oh, shit. I, what? I, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait, it didn't just go down there? He's like, well, no. I. He's like, it, it's, it's kind of like just like pacing around down there. And I, I thought it would just go out, and it hasn't. Oh, my so God. I went down there, and um, he ended up kind of hiding behind a couple of, like, um, pieces of, like, sheetrock and plywood and 
stuff that was leaning up against the wall. Wow. So I was like, well, actually a coyote. Like I'm thinking it's going to be a, like, I was expecting at most a raccoon, like at most. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so his little tail is hanging out. So it was actually ended up pushing the wood up. So kind of like squished it against the wall and the wood, uh-huh. pulled it out and actually struck the coyote. Like it, and, uh, pulled the coyote out of there and like carried it up the stairs. Wow. Um, that's probably crazy. the craziest. Yeah. That was probably the craziest call I've that's had. Wild. That's wild. Yeah. So, um, you've, you've gone and sat in on some of the rules and regulations, like, uh, what was it, two years ago, Massachusetts tried to pass a ban on live animal programs. They were trying, they said that it was supposed to ban zoos because, or not zoos, um, circuses. Traveling because circuses, Traveling yeah. circuses. But the way that the wording was set up with, it would basically ban all the programs that you do and, and that I do, where we, like, te- bring animals to schools and teach people about them. It would, it would ban that sort of thing. Um, do you find... That uh, Massachusetts is is uh, like high on higher profile when it comes to that sort of stuff. Do you? Because I've I, I've seen you go to a couple of those different meetings to kind of speak up on that because it does directly impact the work that you do in yeah. teaching people. So it definitely de- like directly impacts me um, because it's it's what I do. Um, yeah. And in the educational stuff, it, it granted is a big part of like what I use to pay for my animals. Like it's what supports them. Yeah. Um, it's not my main source of income, which is great. I do the animal control. That's my thing. And then the other stuff is more so, like, just for my animals. Yeah. Uh, but it lets them have, like, better life. I can buy nicer cages. I can buy all that stuff for them. Mm-hmm. So, the um, like, going to those, I think, is, like, super important to show up. Like, if it's going to affect you, even if it's not, like, it's something that, like, growing up as a kid, um, I used to, like, look so forward to learning about like when they had like the reptile guy come in mm-hmm. um that was like the highlight of my year <laughs> like pretty much same or, like when they had like the bird of prey lady come in like, that was the highlight of my year yeah and i was like i have like really bad dyslexia mm-hmm. so like granted i went through college and did all that stuff actually it was shocked rob i think you were in the same like, I ran into you like my second day of college. I was like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was yep. cool. Um, but I think like for me, the only thing that like motivated me to learn was learning about animals. Yeah. Like I hated reading. So the only way I would read was if it was about an animal. Same. That's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> so like when I was a kid, like, my, it wouldn't matter if you, how long you sit. Like, my mom would sit there at the kitchen table and try to, like, get me to read the story about, like, whatever was happening, like, Egypt or something. I was like, this is not happening. Yeah. But <laughs> if there was a crocodile in the picture, oh, I was going to read it. Yeah. Like, Same. that was it. Yeah. But, so, like, for me, I had, like, they got pulled out of classes and everything. And even, like, for me, that was literally the only thing that made me want to read. So, like, like to me i think like that animal connection is big and i think i've talked about it at a couple of those things like some of the most influential things is like actually it was like the day before i went to one of those meetings and it really like made me realize like how important that stuff is is i actually did i do a lot of programs for people that have like mental incapacities or they don't have like they don't learn at the same level people that don't they're non-verbal yeah. um, 
So I did a class, and there was a kid in there that hadn't spoken in almost four years. Wow. Like, not a word. Um, sort of like mumble and make noises. And he actually, and he went through a really traumatic thing. Um, comes to find out, I found a little bit of back history after that because one of the parents, his parents actually called me um, through the school. And after four years of that kid not talking at all, that kid actually got up in a gym with like 30 kids in it and asked me a question. Wow. Like, That's he, crazy. Hadn't, he hadn't talked to his mother. He hadn't <clears throat> talked to his, like, so like, and then I guess after that, like, it got him to a point where he was like, okay, talking. Like he just snapped out of it and just talked. Wow. That's so if awesome. He didn't have that drive to like ask about that animal that he really, really liked. He might still just be sitting in school, like never talking. That's um, crazy. I think that's like a connection that people don't get is like going back, like throughout human history, people have always had like a connection to pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's why we have dogs. Like dogs at one point were a wild animal. Like they weren't just born as a labradoodle. Um, <laughs> so yeah. like at, at some point, like granted a snake and a labradoodle are two different things. But at one point somebody was taking a wolf and making that into a pet. Yeah. Um, and that bond I think is like an innate thing. So I think using that to help teach people is a really important way to get through to some kids. Yeah. It also, it also like helps to like further that. So like when you, I do um program like like with some of the older kids, and I'll do like ball pythons, which they're not my favorite thing in the world, mm. but uh, <laughs> I keep a handful of them. Um, yeah, do like some genetic classes with it. Yes. So, which is super super fun. Um, have like a little like Punnett square kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a cool way to visualize that and kind of, like, see, oh, if you put this brown snake with this brown snake, but you might get an albino one because it has a gene in it. Yeah. Uh, so that's a kind of fun thing instead of learning about peas in school. Um, it's, like, a different way to learn and something more, enter, like, engaging. More interesting, yeah. Yeah. Because not so everyone like, has that immediate connection to a pea and, like, the just, like, okay, yeah. the length of it. And you're like, oh, that's it. I oh, eat that's, that. That's boring. That's great. <laughs> you show them a snake that they can hold in their hands, that they can like actually look at and see the little face and the little tongue flicking and everything. It, it draws them in, you know? They want to learn more. It pulls that, yeah, exactly, Robbie. It kind of like pulls that attention, and it might not be like, they're not learning about the snake. They're learning about like a whole different thing. Yeah. But because it's something that's different and interesting in like a physical animal like if they're touching it they're feeling it like and that's exciting so it's going to stick with them a little bit more than the picture of a yellow and a green pea in a book yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. for sure yeah when i was in high school in my freshman year of high school when we were learning about uh genetics and all that sort of you know basic mendelian genetics my perf- my teacher was like two years out of college and she was not specialized in genetics or anything like that. So she was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And I was like, guess what? <laughs> guess <laughs> I, who's, I, do. I got this. Yeah. So I taught the whole class genetics because I was like so into snakes and breeding and stuff. I was just like, I got it. Look at this. I got 
You want to talk about double recessive? Let's do it. Let's go. So, Rob, I got to admit, like, I was in college and, like, genetics was one of, like, the tougher classes. Yes. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? How is this that hard? Like, (laughs) why are you guys all struggling with this? You guys don't know what a bumblebee ball python is? Come on. Uh. (laughs) Come on, guys. (laughs) I mean, it was, like, the only, like, I struggled hard in school, and that was, like, the only class that I was like, oh, this is great. I'm not going to class today. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, learning about peas today. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. So that that was really cool to me, and like that, like was probably like the only thing that that was useful in for me. Um, <laughs> but I loved it. Um, but yeah, that's what it was because I like I read about that and I put effort into learning about that because it's something I liked, and I think a lot of kids do that too. Um, I actually recently had, would have been last fall, I had a kid that I apparently, and I, I honestly, I don't remember the kid, but um, <laughs> and I did a birthday party for him as a kid. Mm-hmm. And he was doing his graduate research paper on, like, conser- like, um, like, niche conservation of animals. Wow. And he was, like, focusing on, like, Madagascan gecko species. Oh, that's really cool. That's super cool. Which was super cool. And, like, he's now going into his, getting a master's program in this and going to be getting a PhD in it. Wow. And he's going to go on to, like, actually research this. And, like, he thought back to me. And, like, he reached out to me to be like, hey, I need some pictures of these. And, like, is there any way I could, like, like, I just want to see them like and he was like i was like yeah come on over and we'll take some pictures of leaf tail geckos so like wow. but that was a kid that i did a birthday for i don't know going on probably 15 years before that you yeah. know what i mean yeah and that's crazy that kid remembered enough about that like it influenced his life enough that he still thought about that program 15 years later wow and like to me that's really kind of like a a big thing like it makes you feel like sometimes i'm like oh like it's not like and i'm like yeah i do like birthday parties for kids but like those birthday parties uh like to those kids mean They're a lot special more. yeah because it's, it's yeah. not there every day that they get to see a reptile or right. you know, a big snake or something like that it's it's this super special thing that's like mike ribalsi from rainforest reptiles he did my birthday party when i was like seven years old or something mike and, I, it's so weird because like, you know, what was it? Six years ago when I was up in Maine, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, you know, I mean, you do educational programs. You come to Maine sometimes. Is there any way you could like come up and and talk at at our meeting on the the laws and the regulations up here? And I was like, you probably don't remember me, but I definitely remember the program that you did at my, my house because like that was huge for me. And you know, he's done thousands of programs and it's like, you know, you might not think that you're having a huge impact right, you know, right off the bat, but when you get people to come back like that and, you know, now I'm doing programs and doing a lot of the same stuff that he did, just you know, Yeah. Now. So, so Rob, you go back to that, like when I was a kid, I also had Mike come out. I think it was like when he was very first started. Yeah. Uh, and I had him out for like four years or five years in a row. Like I was like, <laughs> like Yeah. Like, like, and I think I had him out like more than like just my birthday. I'd be like, Mom, like pass me my mom, mom, mom. <laughs> That's we got to have him out for the barbecue. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, come on. Like, we have to have that guy. <laughs> and, um, then I got, like, all my friends to have him, like. Yeah. But, um, 
So I've seen them like more than once a year. But, <laughs> but I laughed because like when I, it was funny, Rob, I actually, I hadn't talked to him in a while and then I ended up running into him and like he was talking to me like on a professional level because we're both kind of in the same thing. Yeah. And we were at a program. We were both doing programs at the same place. And like, it was like a nice talk to him. I was like, you know what? Like you're actually the reason like I, you did my birthdays and this is why I'm still doing this. Like, yep. yep. 20 years later, like I'm still doing that because I remember putting that like red tail bower on my neck. And yep, I, I remember that moment was so special yeah. for me and I want to make it special for somebody else. Yeah, it was like to me, like I kind of like I was like, oh, like I remember how cool that was. Like I was super excited about that. Yeah. And like to me, like it, it's it's not really like something like a lot of people think about it and they go, like, oh, like we'll pay for the animals with them. Like it's it's not that for me. Like I would do this regardless. Like yeah, it's what I love doing. Yeah, um, I like to do free programs every now and again. Till because yeah, like, uh, I, I would do the one. There was a homeless shelter for families in Boston. Yep. And I would do a program for them twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall. Yeah. Where I wouldn't charge them anything. I would just – because those kids don't have access to reptiles. They would never get to, you know, experience that sort of thing if they don't have a friend that would invite them to a birthday party like that. So I would do programs oh. there. And sometimes it was like literally 200 people in there um, yeah. for these families that just wouldn't be able to experience So that. I do like a ton of free programs, like a lot of them. <laughs> Um, and people are like, oh, do you write those? I'm like, no, I just do them. Like, yeah. But like, um, I do a lot for like St. Vincent de Paul. Um, they have a lot of like local programs. Yeah. So like, I always do them for free. And in most cases, like, I'm not only doing them for free, I'm like making a donation when I leave there. Yeah. So like, to me, like that means more. So like, get those kids to learn about that means more to me than whatever you could pay me. Yeah. Then the couple hundred yeah. bucks that you might have made for the yeah, two hours exactly. of time. Yeah, and so, like, I do that, and, like, I, um, like, I, I, like, with, like, Christmas and stuff coming up, like, I'm always about, like, yeah, I, I always like buying things for people. Yeah. Like, like I, I like getting things for people. So, mm -hmm. like, um, I usually pick off some of, like, the names off of, like, one of the trees, and it's like, oh, they want this or this or this. And, like, one of the kids, she was, like, a six-year-old girl, wanted an animal encyclopedia. And, like, to me, that was, like, me as a kid. Yep. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and I grew up in a house that, like, fortunately, my dad had a great job and, like, didn't have to ever want anything. Yeah. So, like, for them to ask for an animal encyclopedia, like, broke my heart. Yeah. So, not only did I get them, like, an animal encyclopedia, like, but I bought them a bunch of other, like, weird animal books and stuff like that. But I also, like, went to the effort to, like, call and make sure, like, I called like the company that did the trade, so they knew who it was. Yeah, and it's gonna reach out. So like, the shag girl will be getting a free birthday party. Hell yeah, that's what it's about. So like, <laughs> to me, like that, that that means a lot more to me than like like she's gonna get to see that stuff hands on, and yeah. like experience it. So to me, that means a lot. Like, yeah, and it's gonna be something really special to her because if she's just sitting there wanting just that chance to read and learn about those animals and being able to experience them in person right. is going to be like so much more influential for that type of person yeah and that's what i go back to thinking about like doing my show like to me that like that day of seeing the reptiles was like the greatest day of my life as yep. a kid yeah <laughs> so to be able to give that to somebody else means a lot to me hell yeah man so. that's what it's all about 
Like, I do that with, even, like, I do breed, like, a handful of things that I just like. Like, I do blue tongue skinks, and I do, like, leechianus and those. And, like, to be honest, I think I give away more than I sell. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, what I, like, because I'm like, oh, like, I love them, and I remember not being able to buy that as a kid because it was a $500 lizard or a (laughs) $1,000 lizard. And to me, I'm like, well, I have, like, 30 of them hatching out like oh here have one yeah right? yeah just take, take please like, please like, take it a, like a huge thing to me like i there's like a a girl locally and um she is i think she's like maybe 13 or 14 now mm-hmm. but she'll like help me out with shows every once in a while and her mother's like super good and but like since she was a little kid she's like five she's always come to like my free programs in town mm-hmm. like always come to them i've done like our birthdays for her and like she was like so excited and like loved the animal so like i talked to her parents and like gave them a couple of blue tongue skinks and like that's awesome. it, in her day she's got like these giant zen habitats for them and like <laughs> the, thing, the lizards are living large but yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they get christmas decorations and everything like, they are literally living large the lizards. Awesome. Like, but um like to me that's like such a cool thing because it's passing on like that passion to someone else yeah like paying sure. it forward yeah it's like getting somebody else to care about the stuff yeah that's like, where the hell it's at man yeah but we are winding down our time here i know it's been quick we when we're talking we always have a good time yeah for sure, <laughs> for sure. so we always ask people on our show one major question to kind of wrap things up and, and kind of wind down the show what in the realm of reptiles, be it something in your collection, something you've seen in somebody else's collection, uh, something you've seen on the internet, what has got you excited about reptiles right now? So I think like, the biggest thing for me is that it's becoming like a more um, like acceptable thing to keep pet reptiles. Hell like yeah. for the average person. Um, I remember going to like shows back when I was a little, little kid. And it was always like, oh, like the people are going to be weirdos. And I was like, no, like they're really not. Like you get to know them, they're all really cool. Like they're awesome. I love them. And, uh, <laughs> but now I go and like it's like families and stuff there, which I love to see that because I think it's like putting a little bit more normalcy to the hobby. Yeah. And uh, it's less of a like stigma attached to it than it was before, which I think is huge and important to For keep sure. like animals going in society i think yeah. yeah that's that's what it's about man yeah 100 percent. yeah I, I remember when i was younger uh when i went to some of the first like herb society meetings that i ever went to it was like a bunch of old dudes hanging out <laughs> in her, like a little tiny room and then some of the more recent uh, herb society programs that i've been to or seen pictures of this stuff there's families there there's people who have got a couple bearded yeah. dragons there's people who got blue tongue skinks or, or a chameleon yeah. or something like that and it's way more diverse now even when you go to the reptile expos there's way more variety of people there that i feel like than there was 10 or 15 years ago yeah, right, yeah. i love seeing that because I, I think like seeing that is going to keep the hobby around longer i agree mm-hmm Sure. So it keeps like those laws that come into effect. It's like that person that has that pet bearded dragon. It's like, oh, lizards aren't scary. Yeah, you but, need to not ban the bearded yeah. dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll get some really angry bearded dragon moms. Yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah, state house. Exactly. So, <laughs> listen, Miss Piggy, bearded dragon mom. Right, Miss Piggy on her basking rock does no harm. 
she just yes. eats her romaine lettuce and mealworms, and you <laughs> shut your mouth, you meanie. I have, I have shirts and sweaters for her. Yeah. <laughs> I got this really cool Zoomed hammock, and oh it's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that that's actually happening. Like, right yeah. now. <laughs> that is what I look forward to, seeing that it continues to go on. Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right, man. So if people want to find out more about you, the programs you do, the work that you do, where should they reach out? Where should they find you? Um, you can find me um, on Facebook at Joe's Crazy Critters. Um, crazy is with two Zs. I know it's weird. And Instagram is the same. It's Joe's Crazy Critters on Instagram as well. Um, are you happy to find me there? Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much for coming on tonight. I'm glad we had you on, and we'll yeah, man. talk to you again sometime soon. I love talking to you guys. Hell yeah, Hell yeah dude. Have a nice night. All right. <clears throat> Bye. Dude, that was such a sweet episode. Love Hell it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was great. Dude, I've, I've known Joe for a long time, so it's been I'm glad that we actually got to have him on because whenever I see him at Expos or whenever I see him around, we always have a good time chatting it up. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's also nice because, I mean, uh, up until now, for the most part, most people we've had on are, are breeders or zookeepers or stuff like this. I think this Joe's the first, like, educator yes. that we had like, on, which is which is certainly thing. cool. Yeah, so that mm. that's certainly cool. And um, I mean, hearing some of those stories of mm. – Scruffing a quick coyote and yeah. taking him out of this guy's base. That's pretty cool. Not reptile related, but, but still, still awesome. Still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we want to just encourage you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy some of the content we're putting out, we are on OnlyFans now. So check us out, uh, OnlyFans.com slash Reptile Talk. We'll be posting up some exclusive content there. Uh, no nudes or ludes. No nudes or ludes. Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's very professional okay yeah um we're we're actually talking about making shorter like maybe 20 or 30 minute episodes of just me and jeremy just hanging out talking about uh maybe some of the guests that we're thinking about having on some behind the scenes stuff we're going to be posting some of our projects that we're working with that we are not going to be posting on social media um and it's more of a way that we can get uh good feedback or better feedback from you guys than just on instagram or facebook or wherever else so make sure that you check us out on OnlyFans. Um, and Jeremy, if they want to find out more about you, where are they going to do it? Check out Instagram, Facebook, uh, Brassman Reptiles, YouTube, Brassman Reptiles, and uh, Twitter at Brassman Rep. How about you, Rob? And if you want to find me, Instagram at Rob is Creeping at Real, uh, on Twitter at Rob is Creeping, and that's pretty much it. No Facebook for you? No. Okay, no Facebook for Rob. No book of the face. But but OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Go to OnlyFans. Yeah, Reptile Talk on OnlyFans. Thank you, guys. Have a nice night. See ya. Thank you.